Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Well, how's everybody doing today? Great to have you here on Listen Up. Grant Napier. And if you are a fan of... Extended overtime in the National Football League. You're going to get it, but only in the playoffs. How about that? Only in the playoffs. The NFL owners today deciding that what happened in the Buffalo-Kansas City game in the playoffs is not going to happen again. Each team will get a possession, even if the first team scores a touchdown. So if you win the toss and get a touchdown in overtime, the other team will get the football for a possession. What do you think about that? You know, why only in the playoffs and why not in the regular season? We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Again, you know the routine. If you want to get on, just hit the hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do this. The, you know, National Football League, I've always found this to be a really interesting time, you know, right before the draft. And, you know, what are they going to do with rule changes? Who's going to be moving? And by that, I mean players on the move. I mean, there have been some big-time player movement this year in the National Football League. Other big news, sources say that Tiger Woods plays a full 18 at Augusta. Now, from what I have been reading, the issue with Tiger is not necessarily as much golf as it is walking. And as somebody that had the absolute blessed fortune and opportunity to go to the masters. I think it was three or four years ago. That is not an easy course to walk. That is a very uh, hilly course with a many, many, uh, it's just not a, it's not an easy course to walk. That's all I can say. All right. So according to what we know, uh, Tiger Woods played 18 holes with his son and Justin Thompson, all right? And according to a source, he played every one of them. He looked good to me. So, you know, again, he's still among the expected 91 participants. He has not yet officially said whether he's going to play or not. But can you imagine the TV ratings, which already are going to be good for the Masters? Huh? Could you mention that? So that's the latest uh, on Tiger Woods. All right, I want to hear from you. You get on, you hit the hand icon, uh, and we would be uh, very happy uh, to talk about anything else going on. All right, Roger Goodell says that Deshaun Watson 
could still face discipline by the National Football League. You think? All right. He said, obviously, these are serious charges. So we're looking at it seriously. The personal conduct policy is something that is very important to us. And it does not need a criminal violation in order to pursue it. Uh, is there any way that Deshaun Watson is not suspended? Right? So we would see. Goodell said that the rules in the National Football League do not restrict their ability to impose discipline. Excuse me while I did a little drink of water there. Uh, Goodell said that Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, will remain sidelined from daily operations due to the investigation last year. Uh, Snyder's wife represented the team at league functions and has so for the past year. <coughs> Excuse me. She also is running the day-to-day -day duties of the franchise, but that's the latest on that, all right? He was also asked, Roger Goodell was, about the lawsuit by former Dolphins coach Brian Flores against the league, and, you know, Goodell also said you know, he was talking about Flores and the allegations that the owner of the Miami Dolphins, Stephen Ross, offered Flores money to lose games. You know, he said all of these things will be made public. So we'll see. You know, with Roger Goodell, I, I have no idea what's public, what's not. To me, the investigation of the Washington Commanders, previously Washington football team, previously Redskins, was a joke. You know, the John Gruden emails that leaked, awful. I mean... I don't know what else you can add on to that. I really don't. All right. The uh, Lakers, you know, I don't think the Lakers are going to make the play in. Uh, I really don't. No LeBron, no Anthony Davis against the Mavs. Uh, I, how are they going to make the playoffs? Anyone out there really think that the Lakers are going to be one of the top 10 teams? I, I think the Spurs are going to finish ahead of them. I really do. What? What? Why would anyone think? that the Lakers are going to be a playoff team, even if they get into the play. And anyone think they're going to beat Minnesota? I don't. And they're already down 20 against the Mavs in that game where LeBron and Davis are not playing. They're down 20 already. All right? They're down 20. Other scores, Sixers lead the Bucks 61-51. to uh, The Bulls have really been struggling. They are at the break. They lead in Washington 51-46. to uh, the Pistons lead in Brooklyn, 35-33 at the end of one. And now that Mavericks game is 50-29. to It's like men against boys. And then the Jazz play the Clippers. The reason why I say this about the Lakers, I mean, you look at the standings, right? Look at the standings in the West. Right now, New Orleans is ninth at 32-43. and The Lakers are going to lose tonight. They beat 31-44. and Tied with the Spurs. All right? Tied with the Spurs. By the way, the Spurs have won four in a row. The Lakers, after this game, will have lost three in a row. And by the way, if you are 
keeping score at home, and I know you are, the Kings are a half game behind Portland. You kind of get the feeling that the Kings and the Blazers are going to flip there based on the way Portland's been going. All right? Kings will be taking on Houston for two games in South Texas before they go home. And then uh, the season will be over, fortunately, very quickly. And then you see what happens again. What do you think about Davion Mitchell? Do you think Davion Mitchell could be the Kings' starting point guard next year? I mean, the guys really look good, has he not? What do you think? Now, he's got a... You know, he's got some deficiencies, but the guy is, you think about his work ethic and you think about his improvement, particularly in the last month of the season, getting the starting point guard position with the injured De'Aaron Fox not playing. And I'm just wondering, when you look at Mitchell, is he a guy that you could see starting if the Kings move De'Aaron Fox? Now, when you look at his last series of games, I'm talking about Mitchell here, right? Let's look at the last five games, beginning at Boston, home against Boston, but the Boston game. 12 points. Then in the loss against Phoenix, 28 points, nine assists, but he had five turnovers. At Indiana to start this road trip, 25 points, seven assists, three turnovers. Then at Orlando, in the overtime win, 22 points, nine assists, only one turnover. Then in the loss against Miami, 21 points, nine assists. All right, let's look at his shooting. The first game I mentioned, Boston, 35% and only 25 from three. Then look at these percentages. Goes up to 41%. Shot 57% against Phoenix. Then he shot 66% at Indiana, 40% downtown. 43% overall in Orlando, 25% from three. And then 47% and 50% respectively against Miami. So, you know, again, he's getting better and better. Do you see De'Aaron Fox being with the team next year? Do you think you could see the Kings moving Fox. You got to understand, you know, the same thing happened last year where the Kings started to play very well at the end of the year without Fox. And I'm not saying Fox is bad. I'm not saying he's not. All I'm saying is I don't know if you can win with Fox. I I just don't know if you can. Now, when you look at Mitchell, the one thing that is very alarming is his free throw shooting. He's only 61% from the line. That's got to get better. That's got to be up in near 80 and again, he's, his, his shooting percentages, particularly from three, are going up. You got to love the guy's moxie, right? Guy's got just, I mean, call it whatever you want. The determination, the moxie, uh, boy, the guy's got it. Oh, here's something else. He plays some defense, right? Plays some defense. Guy's a really impressive uh, two-way player. So just something to think about as you look forward to the offseason. All right, Pistons lead uh, Brooklyn 41-37. Uh, Marvin Bagley 
by the way, has been playing much better since going to Detroit. He's coming off 27-point performance in New York, or I should say home against New York, on Sunday, along with seven rebounds. The game before that, he had 25 points and five rebounds in 35 minutes. Not really impressed with the rebounding numbers. Those need to be a lot better for Marvin Bagley. But you know what? The guy's getting an opportunity. Uh, He's trying to make the most of it and is, you know, scoring. Again, I think a guy for his athleticism and size uh, should be able to rebound uh, more. In this game right now, he's played nine minutes. You know, he's got one rebound in nine minutes. I could have a rebound in nine minutes. You know, come on, really? You have one rebound in nine minutes? I could get a rebound off the free throw line. And he has five points. So 42-38, uh, Detroit. And again, the Lakers are getting blown out. There's still seven minutes and 50 seconds left in the half. And Dallas has already scored 57 points. It is 57 to 33, the Mavs. How about that for you? All right, I did my podcast today on the controversy surrounding Leah Thomas. If you have not had a chance to listen to the show, get an opportunity. I try to present both sides. You know, to me, something needs to be done to promote and make sure that sporting competition is fair. I don't think it's fair in the Leah Thomas situation. I try to present some facts from the independent, uh, many other critics of Leah Thomas, including Caitlyn Jenner. And I go back to common sense. You know, common sense to me is right in the forefront of this. And common sense to me shows me and tells me that the women's competition in swimming this year with Leah Thomas in the pool was not equitable. It was not fair. So, you know, there's been so much talk about this. And this, by the way, is becoming a very hot topic. And this is now an issue that needs to be reckoned with. And by reckoned with, I mean there needs to be a solution. Whether you have men's, women's, and transgender competition, something needs to be amended, particularly by the NCAA. There are too many complaints. You know, the Arizona women's swim team sending a lengthy, lengthy letter to the NCAA. I mean, you can't ignore it. You cannot ignore it. And you cannot ignore what your eyes tell you. All right? You just can't. So I think hopefully before next swim season, there's got to be an amendment to what is going on. And again, the University of Arizona women's swim team wrote a a long, long letter to the NCAA. All right? And basically, they are saying, that you need to fix this, all right? You got to fix it. We'll see. 
We'll see what happens. I don't know if you know you had a chance to listen to the podcast. If you have any reaction at all, uh, feel free to give me a shout right here on Listen App. Again, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do that. Uh, got a couple guests coming on in the next couple of weeks that I think you're going to like. So we are working on that. And we are moving right along. All right, why don't we get to uh, some phone calls? We get this show rolling here, and we're going to check in with Thomas. Thomas, as soon as you hit that uh, mic icon, we'll put you right on, and we will do that right here on Listen App. And again, when you come on stage, folks, just hit that microphone icon. That will show me that you are on, like right now with Thomas. Hey, Thomas, how are you today? Good to hear from you. Hey, Grant. Anyway, you can't make this shit up anymore, you know? Nope. No, <laughs> you can't. We're in a we're in a nightmare. Would you wake me up? Because it's it's time to get up. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, when are we going to wake up as a country? Seriously, what, you make a good point. When are we going to wake up? When the hell are people going to come to their senses? When the hell are people going to start dealing with common sense here? Well, you know, Grant, we talked about it, but basically it's coming. It's coming. We're, they're just waking people up. But who would have thought we would be where we're at right now in this country? You know, so but anyway, it, it's all good. Um, I, I think disclosure is coming. Um, but anyway, hey, real quick on uh, Mitchell. I really like him. Um, like what you just talked about, two way player. Um, and he has a he has a good mentor with Paul, right? Uh, well, he's he he has from what I've read, he's very well connected with a couple of guys around the league. Yes, that he uh, is tight with, and I think that can be a big help to him for sure. No question about it. Yeah, and I think he, the work ethic, and also too, when he gets calls, he just goes away, doesn't Love argue it. with them. You know, he yep. has the full package to be. You know, I mean, it's a rookie, so he's he could he could be someday down you know, an all-star or helping the team. And I think all the Kings need is a two, maybe two or three more two-way players than the Kings and some shooters. Then I think um, Kings are on their way, you know. Because yeah, that, that, yeah, it's going to be easier said than done. I don't disagree with you at all, Thomas. I mean, I think, um, you know, as, as one individual pointed out to me that I have an immense amount of respect for, he said De'Aaron Fox needs to be your third best player. And right now, De'Aaron's the second best player. But it, Mitchell looks like he's coming on. But, you know, Thomas, this team does need some two-way players, as you pointed out. They got Now that they lose Buddy Heald, you know, they lose Halliburton, both guys good three-point shooters, that needs to be an area that Monty McNair absolutely fortifies in the offseason. Has to. Absolutely has to. Right, exactly. And Mitchell is a person that he's built, he's got strength, and also he's the type of guy that knows how to, if he gets into a situation, he knows how to fall, you know, like the stuntman from yes. injury. It's like Bagley, you know, he, he he rolls over and he's got a broken ankle and a broken neck, you know. <laughs> I know. I understand. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I, there, there, yeah. And that's another thing about Fox. You know, he's only playing in 59 games again this year. That's a real concern. You know, you've got to be with it. You, you, you need to be able to answer the bell night after night after night. And the Fox, again, with a lot of injuries this year, that has to be a concern as well. Yeah. And his, like you said on the, your show the other day, when he drives, he goes up and, and he's getting pounded. Well, okay. You yep. can't do that year after year, your body's going to get deteriorated. He's got to be able to shoot 
And uh, but he, every time he goes up, you know, he goes to the the basket. He's yep. getting hammered and he's throwing off. Your your body's it's like a football player. You're you're, you're going to be done in a few years, you know. So, but anyway, um, that's all I had to say. Hope you're good, and um, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great, Thomas. I appreciate you getting us started here. Really appreciate the uh, phone call here on Listen App. All right, we've got uh, some others to get to that are waiting, so we will get to as many calls uh, and all of your calls today as uh, you do call in. We get to uh, Waggus here as soon as uh, we get him on right now. Waggus, how are you? You're on Listen App with Grant Napier. Good, good, Grant. How are you doing? I'm good, buddy. What's shaking today? Nothing. I um, I actually, you know... Um, you know, wanted to ask you and get your opinion. Um, so, you know, about four or five years ago, you know, when Cam Newton had that big MVP year, I really thought he was, you know, turning into an elite, elite quarterback. And then, of course, he took some step backs. He was a little immature back then. But, you know, I, I honestly felt like he hasn't gotten an opportunity after his injuries, like a real opportunity. Uh, of course, he had that year with the Patriots where they were actually playing kind of good. And then he got COVID and everything. And, you know, last year he was just coming in to a year so do you think that guy still has a little bit in him because there are reports out that their teams are interested or or do you see him not being i don't okay i i don't i don't i i don't um i i do not have confidence in cam newton anymore as a starting quarterback in the nfl i did i thought it was a great opportunity uh in new england but you know clearly new england made the right choice in going with uh, the rookie and i and mac jones i i don't see it I really don't. So I'll ask you, if you think he is a starting quarterback in the NFL, where could he start? Where, where Where's the franchise right now that looks for a quarterback and where he could go in and start? I, I'm not sure I see it right now. I really don't, especially with Baker Mayfield uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo, who will be available. I wouldn't take Cam Newton over those guys. I really wouldn't. That's just me. Yeah, I mean, the guy obviously brings a different dynamic, right? Uh, Yes, he does. Both of those guys. My only concern is I don't think his throwing arm is the same like it used to be. That's my only concern. And that's why I don't think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. I agree with you. I don't see it. I I do not see him. I think his career might be over. And by over, I mean where he really gets, as you say, another opportunity. Because when you're a backup quarterback, you don't you, you don't have an opportunity unless the guy in front of you gets hurt. I don't see Newton starting anymore in the NFL. I just don't. Not based on what I've seen the last few years. Got it. All right. And then the last thing I'll ask you is, where do you see Baker Mayfield ending up? Great question. I mean, I think something's going to happen here real soon. The the the. His salary is an issue. Uh, his, you know, his his years in the league, everything. I, I think he will end up on a roster. The question is, and this is what I I've been reading about, is he going to have to kind of wait his turn? Is he going to have to go to a team where he's going to be a backup and be patient to get his opportunity as a starting quarterback? All right. And the other, you know, they could the Browns could keep him as the backup to Watson, knowing full well that Watson's probably going to be suspended for six games. They could they could conceivably have Baker Mayfield, uh, because I know that the general manager, was it yesterday, the day before, uh, Andrew Barry kind of gave a little hint that they could keep Baker Mayfield on the team. Now, you got to understand, they also have Jacoby Brissett. So 
you know, something's got to give. You can't have all three quarterbacks there. But they're thinking that this could work to have Baker Mayfield uh, still on the roster with Deshaun Watson. I just think the guy's a little too immature and a little too much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Always nice talking to you. All right. You too. Have a great, great evening. Bye-bye now. All right. Let's get to some more phone calls right here on Listen App. And on this Tuesday, we say hello to Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Hey, Grant. How are you doing? Good, Jerry. What's happening? Hey, Grant. Uh, got a, a couple things for you. Um, Marvin Bagley, uh, everyone knows that he's playing well in Detroit, but the guy's um, averaging about 35 to 40 minutes per game. I mean, so the 25 points, the 27 points, I mean, do you think that's that's a big deal? Um, he's he's pretty much the go-to guy there, I mean, for a bad team. Well, as uh, Jerry Reynolds always used to tell me, every team's got a leading score. Uh, he needs to start rebounding better. That's the issue that I see in his game right now uh, that's lacking. Uh, his scoring, you know, the guy can score. I mean, if you give him the ball, he's going to score in the low post. He's got very good moves around the basket. Uh, but he needs to be rebounding uh, better than he has. You know, I, I read his totals at the beginning of this show. And I read his rebounding totals, and, you know, they're just not very good. Like, for instance, all right, right now, Bagley in this game has got seven points, and he only has uh, two rebounds with the Pistons on top, uh, 59 to 49. So there's, there's nearly four minutes left to go in the half in this game. And Marvin Bagley has played in this first half 11 minutes and has two rebounds. And, you know, you need to have more than two rebounds playing in 11 minutes uh, if you're, you know, playing the four or the five position in the NBA, and he's playing the power forward position. You know, he's got to rebound better. You know, Grant, and not like Sacramento did not give him a chance to uh, show his talent. Oh, yeah, they gave him a chance. Yeah. Right. Uh, And, sir, one more thing, sir. Uh, You know what? If the Kings are interested in trading Darren Fox and maybe – if they're going to get maybe the fifth, the sixth, or seventh pick in the draft, who do you think they could uh, send uh, that to a team to get a uh, a really big name to come to Sacramento? Well, there's no way they could trade him for the fifth, sixth, or seventh pick in the draft uh, because of his salary. He makes he's got a five-year deal of 163 million dollars. So if they were to trade him, it would have to be for uh, other players as well due to the salary cap. There's just no way a team could take that kind of contract on alone. Could it be for a player and a pick? It could, but I don't know what kind of value Fox has because of his shooting. Um, and again, the, the the injuries, you know, playing only 59 games this year is a concern when you look at De'Aaron Fox. I mean, if you're going to invest that kind of money, and let's face it, you know, that's that's a lot of money for a player that's not a tremendous shooter. Yeah, he can score, uh, defensively, did not play well this year. I just, to me, I, I wasn't, I wasn't impressed with his year this year. There's nothing about the Aaron Fox's year this year, with the exception of a maybe a three-week stretch that okay. impressed me. You know, I thought his, I thought his lack of professionalism earlier in the year was alarming. I thought his body language looked off. Um, his demeanor looked terrible. I thought his press conferences were uh, at times embarrassing. And I made that comment here on uh, this show two months ago or three. I, I thought they, I just, 
I'm not I'm I'm not impressed with what I have seen overall this year for a guy that was given the keys to the franchise by the front office. I thought he let everyone down. I thought he let everyone down. I, I know recently before he was injured, you know, he got on a, a, a streak where he was scoring, you know, 30, 30, you know, I mean, he, he was scoring, uh, but the team was losing and his shot still to me needs big time improvement. So if I'm a GM around the league, Jerry, I'm not so sure that I am going to trade for De'Aaron Fox, but that's just me. You know, again, I, I that that would make me a little nervous based on the money, based on the money that he's making. And let's face it, he's making a ton of dough. He's making a ton of dough. And Grant, uh, uh, would you say that maybe De'Aaron Fox is almost like a um, a, a Monte Ellis, where he scores a bunch, but the team still loses. What about throwing him and a draft pick and maybe a future first round, second round pick to get somebody to come here? Uh, there are all possibilities. I mean, you just laid out a scenario. Anything is possible in terms of making a move. Uh, if the Kings feel now, you know, the Kings made it pretty known when they traded Tyrese Halliburton, they made a decision that De'Aaron Fox was the guy that they were going to go with in the future. Now, they also may have made that decision based on teams not wanting De'Aaron Fox and wanting Tyrese Halliburton. I, I don't know the answer to that. What I do know is that Fox is still on the team. The Kings made a commitment to him, not only financially, but then when they traded Halliburton. And then the other part of this equation is, could Fox and Mitchell play together in the backcourt? And to me, the answer to that question is easily a no. I don't think that they could. I do not think that they could play in the backcourt together. I think one would have to start. The other one would have to come off the bench. And clearly, Fox would be the starter and Mitchell would be coming off the bench. So that that's the way I look at that. I, I do not see it. You know, and again, 59 games this year for De'Aaron Fox and his three-point shooting in the 59 games, 29%. That's not going to get it done in the NBA. It's just not. You know, Grant, I would love to see Devion Mitchell with – Sabonis and see how that's going to work. I mean, yep. too bad I'm going to play, but you know what? I mean, we'll see. I mean, but I, you know, I don't see this franchise doing any better if they keep on bringing the same guys back over and over. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's the same record that we've been playing for the, for the last, what, 15 plus years. That's, man, it's getting old, dude. It's getting old. Yeah, it is getting old. Now, I will say they, they did roll the dice. All right. They finally rolled the dice. And, you know, made a big deal to get a guy that is a no ifs, ands, or buts, uh, that about an all-star. But again, here are the numbers that concern me, you know, about Fox. Uh, 59 games this year, all right, 58, although, you know, they didn't play a full season. In the 2019-2020 season, again, a season that was disjointed, you know, 51. His first two years, he did play 73 and 81. But is he starting to – I hate to use the term injury prone. We know about his ankles. This is a hand injury that he's dealing with now. Uh, those are some issues. But here are the other numbers that are very alarming. Three-point shoot. Rookie year, 30%. Second year, 37%. Third year, 29%. Fourth year, 32%. And in this year, 29%. Those numbers are not good. Here are some other numbers that aren't good. Free throws, 
All right, I'm going to read the percentages, all right, from rookie year to five year. 72%, 72%, 70%, 71%, 75%. He needs to be an 80% free throw shooter. Those numbers need to improve. And that, you're going to you're going to pay a guy, you know, you're you're going to give a guy 30 million dollars who can't shoot free throws consistently, who's not a good three-point shooter. If I'm a GM, I'm not making that move. But all it takes is one GM to say I want the Aaron Fox and you can make a deal. Grant, love the show. Keep up the good work, buddy. All right, Jerry. Take care. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, again, that's just me. As I said, all it takes is one general manager, just one guy uh, that wants to get the deal done. All right, you know, Thomas started us off today uh, talking about how messed up, you know, our country is. And, you know, I was talking about, you know, Leah Thomas. And it's amazing to me when I was researching stories for my podcast, how just uh, the – if you're on my side, which I do think it's unfair based on all the research I've done and, and common sense, that if you are on a certain platform, you know, Caitlyn Jenner got destroyed and criticized profusely for coming out and talking about how bad this is for women's sports. So, like, if you have an opinion that's not mainstream, woke, you know, all the BS that you deal with in the United States now. And as I read the story from Phil Mushnick, you know, you are looked upon as some idiot, stupid, bad person, right? You know, what kind of world are we living in? More importantly, country. It's unbelievable. You know, it really is. And I thought Phil's column that I read on my podcast where he said there shouldn't be any debate when it comes to Leah Thomas. That is, the the vast majority of stories that I read are in line with Phil. And again, if you did not listen to my podcast, just listen to these paragraphs here. This is from the New York Post. Tell me what you think. Would we debate the veracity of a crooked card game, a fixed ball game, a rigged horse race, the cleanliness of any sports event in which the winner is determined as a matter of conspicuous, undeniable, and insurmountably unfair, thus unsporting advantage. Yet to offer, now this is, listen to this paragraph. 
Yet to offer such a common sense driven opinion is to risk being condemned as a backward minded, far right wing political miscreant, transphobic, homophobic, woefully intolerant, and even a hate monger, as if denying the right of Thomas to her pursuit of happiness. Right there, that paragraph is what is wrong with this country in a nutshell. That's it. That that paragraph right there, right? Then you had the Academy Awards the other night. And all of a sudden, because two black men are involved, I have lost my right to weigh in and give you my opinion. That's right. I, 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 I got to jam down my throat on social media from verified Twitter users. Not me personally, but me as a white man. I was told, stay out of this, that I have lost my right as an American to give my opinion because I don't understand what I watched because there happened to be two black men that were involved. No, you know, I disagree. I think I completely understand what happened. I believe I have a full understanding, and I believe that my eyes told me the story of what I needed to know, okay? I don't believe that because there were two black men that were involved that all of a sudden, number one, I don't understand, and number two, I've lost my right to comment on it. But that was the narrative on Twitter. That was the narrative. This was all about race, and if you are not a person of color, stay on the sidelines. We don't want to hear what you have to say. Huh. Again, welcome to America in 2022, and that's really the truth. And, and again, let me read that paragraph again. Yet to offer such a common-sense-driven opinion is to risk being condemned as a backward-minded, far-right-wing political miscreant, transphobic, homophobic, woefully intolerant, and even a hate monger, as if denying the right of Thomas to her pursuit of happiness. There it is. In a nutshell, what's wrong with our society? If you don't have an opinion that is in the woke narrative that is not in line with being far left, you are looked upon, as Phil just said, a backward-minded, far right-wing political miscreant, and along with other things. That's where we're at in America in 2022. Tired of that yet? I am. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of being told on social media that because of my skin color, I need to stay on the sidelines. Al, how are you today? I'm good, Nate. How you doing? Good, thank you. Hey, uh, I listened to your podcast. I have a question. Um, I tried to find this answer. What age did uh, did Leah Thomas uh, convert over to being a, a woman? Do you know? Uh, yes, a little more than three years ago. Okay. So it was post it it was post puberty, and again. They're uh, due to the hormones, um, pre-puberty and post-puberty make a big difference. Now, then you get into the, uh, well, I guess I should say ethical 
and again, I say this in all due respect. I don't mean to say this to offend anybody, but again, I'm just speaking out of common sense. Should a child, should a child be able to make a decision on their gender pre-puberty? And in my opinion, the answer to that is no, they should not based on everything that I've read. And that's why they don't say gay bill in Florida to me makes a lot of sense in terms of what is being taught in classrooms with kindergartners through third grade, but pre-puberty, okay. Should a young boy or girl talking pre-puberty be allowed, be given the opportunity to make a decision as great as this. Now I will tell you, I did talk to, Sarah, who is a transgender woman, and she she gave me some very good insight, saying that pre-puberty, she knew that she was in the wrong body. All right. Now, she did not make her transition until later in life. But the point is, she knew as a young child that there was there's something was not right and that she really was a boy but felt like she was a girl and wanted to be a girl even pre-puberty. So, you know, it's not for me to say, well, you absolutely cannot make that decision as a 10-year-old. I'm just trying to put common sense into this again. Should we allow a 10-year-old to be able to make that type of a decision and start doing, you know, hormonal uh, therapy, blah, 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 I, you know, that's a very delicate question. I went through this with my one of my very best friends who has a daughter that wants to transition into a son and has already, by the way, done that. Uh, she hasn't had this surgery yet, but she has t- for years. She's been taking hormonal replacement and she decided at age 15 is is. And they said that they were they went to counseling together as a family. They wanted to get a complete understanding. They wanted to support her. They did support her, but they wanted to make sure that she had the education at her disposal. They wanted to make sure that she understood the ramifications of taking hormonal therapy and that her body would never be the same again. And that if she ever wanted to have children later in life, she probably wouldn't be able to. So they they went and as a family went through counseling and everything else. So they wanted her to make sure that she knew exactly what she was doing, which to me is the proper way to go about and doing it. But when we talk pre-puberty, post-puberty, should a 10-year-old, and I'm just throwing a random age of 10, should a 10-year-old boy or girl be able to make that decision with their body? And I'm not so sure that they should, but a lot of people would disagree with me. I totally agree with that. In fact, let me uh, me ask you, uh, for one thing, I think they should try to hang in there until like, they're 18 and they're like no longer what's considered legally a minor. You know, they're no, 18 years of age at that point. I think uh, before that, though, I just think you should. What, I'm sure you're going, you're conflicted. It's tough. Your friends spoke to, she knew pre-puberty. But at the same time, I still think a person should, should wait until they're at least no longer a minor. Uh, I mean, it's easy for me to say that, but I, I and not at the age of ten. I mean, you're just too young yep. to to make that. Well, statement. and I wouldn't worry about the the ram. I mean, at least if you're 18, you're you're an adult, you're out of school. So as far as any bullying that might might happen, but going through something like that, I'm sure you're good. You'd probably hear the kid bullying. Well, you know, I mean? you know what's interesting? My friend told me with 
his daughter, there is a group of about 50 or so students that are also uh, making a transition from either a boy to a girl or a girl to a boy. So they really aren't on an island anymore. The, these young okay. people that are thinking of, you know, or not, of, of making the transition, they right. have a large support group. They're actually clubs in high schools and everything. So they actually uh, are not looked upon as an outcast like they used to be uh, based okay. on what this individual told me, which I thought was very interesting because I thought the same thing, but that apps, that's not the case. Did your friend Sarah, did you ever ask her about her opinion on Leah Thomas and the last time yeah, we spoke, you hadn't got I'm going to be speaking with her next week, as a matter of fact. You know, we talked about it the okay. first time, and she gave me some very good insight. But we are going to be talking next week, and I will relay uh, the content of that conversation yeah. right here on Listen App. Okay. And then as far as that, let me ask you on, on her. When she was, so it was only three years ago now, was she competing as a, as a boy, as a male? Yes. Was she competing yes. in swimming? And, and yes. I tried to find this. So I apologize. I couldn't. I'm, you know, a Dow. I can't looking around, looking on the internet. <laughs> what, what, what was what was the record? Uh, what was her? How was she doing? Or he doing? Not very well. Not very well as a as a man swimmer. Well, well uh, I just kind of. There you go. I just that that kind of speaks to it. Now again, that's my opinion. I mean, she was not doing anything. As a, as a as a boy as a male and then all of a sudden becomes a woman, I, I'm with you on that. I, I just think there should be a a, a, a separate category. And that's where I fall. But uh, anyway, it was a good podcast, and uh, I want to add one quick thing before I let you go. You know, there was a beautiful, nice moment uh, with Dusty Baker, his son. You know, he's in the he was called up by the Nationals and he's playing, he's down there in spring ball, and he, he got the manager, Washington's manager sent his son out to meet him to exchange the lineup. Yeah, it was great. I watched that. It was phenomenal, wasn't it? That was great. Yeah, that was such that a great, yeah, that was great. You love Dusty, and I love Dusty, and I, and I thought, I just want to end my, my call with that. That was a real, you know, nice moment. So, anyway, have a good night, buddy. I fought, I'm with you on the, on this whole thing. I'm 100% behind you, but uh, good conversation. Thank you. I learned a few things. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, I, listen, I never thought that I would be spending a whole podcast talking about on uh, transgender athletes but the reality is this is uh, an issue now and when i mean an issue as it relates to sports uh transgenders are uh 
uh, particularly transgender women, are uh, uh, to me they are creating a unequal and an unfair playing field for other women and a lot of other female athletes are complaining parents are complaining and again you know just recently the concerned women for america group had filed a civil rights complaint against the university of pennsylvania they allege that they are not protecting the rights of female athletes under Title IX by allowing Thomas to compete, right? I mean, does anybody out there really have a problem with that? And when I mean a problem with that, I mean, does anyone think that that is not accurate? That was a uh, lawsuit that was filed recently, right? Right. I, I don't know. Um, there are a lot of people that are starting to speak up about this. There are a lot of people that are trying to speak up about this. The NCAA is going to have to do something here. Thomas, let's face it, she had a record-breaking season. She had a record-breaking season. All right? And before the NCAA event in Atlanta... There were protests. Uh, I know that the uh, GOP Illinois Congresswoman Mary Miller, she put out on social media, will never be afraid to speak out in defense of our daughters, even if I am the only one while sharing an article by the right-wing website, the post-millennial, about parents' concerns about speaking out against Thomas competing against their daughters. Quote, our girls deserve better. And they have been abandoned by adults who are afraid of being criticized by radical leftists. Ignore them and their power disappears. Right? Penny Nance, the CEO and president of Concerned Women for America, said in a statement, the future of women's sports is at risk and the equal rights of female athletes are being infringed. We filed a formal civil rights complaint against UPenn in response to this injustice. Schuler Baller, who became the first known transgender when she competed on a Division I men's team when I believe it was Harvard, she came out in defense of Thomas, quote, it's a symbol of Leah's resilience. The fact that she's able to show up here Despite protesters outside, people shouting and booing her, I think it's a testament to her resiliency. And it's also a symbol that we can both be who we are and do what we love. The one thing I disagree with that statement is I don't think the majority of people are saying that Leah Thomas should not be able to do what she loves. I'm not, I, I'm not in favor of saying she can't swim. Uh, not at all. I believe that she should be able to compete. I just don't think she should be able to compete in the pool against other women. And the point I'm trying to make is, is have a transgender category or, you know, ha have a computer figure out what type of head start her comp her competitors should have. Seriously. I mean, let's just 
there has to be a way to fix this, you know. But for Ballard to say, and it's also a symbol that we can both be who we are and do what we love. I don't think a lot of people are saying, don't do what you love. We're just saying, do it where it's fair. That's all. And it's not fair right now, in my opinion, and in many other opinions. It's not fair. Uh, Common sense tells me it's not fair, right? Common sense tells me it is not fair. All right, if you want to get in on the program, uh, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. But, you know, when Thomas started off the show today, you know, his disdain for what's going on in the country, how can you argue with that? How can you argue with that? Not just with this topic, you know, with other things. Again, just this week alone, the Academy Awards on Sunday night and what happened. And I have to, I'm told by people with blue check marks, meaning they're verified on Twitter, they had the nerve to go on social media and say, if you're white, stay on the sidelines on this one because you don't understand. I don't understand. Really? What is it that I don't understand? What is it that I don't understand? I think I understand exactly what I watched. I think I understand exactly what I saw. I'm told on Twitter that I can't comment. Really? Unbelievable. All right. Again, if you want to come on the show, uh, hit your hand icon and we will do this. And I guess the other question, you know, Thomas brought it up. You know, are we starting to change? Are more people now like the Aaron Rodgers of the world, well-known celebrities in this country who are just like, screw it. I'm going to do what I want and say what I want. And this is how I feel. And if you don't like it too bad, I mean, are things starting to change or not really? Are things starting to change or not really? It's just eh, a couple of examples here and there. You know, I thought maybe of all of the things that I read, maybe it was Caitlyn Jenner's comments that resonated the best because she is a transgender woman and she had absolutely no problem criticizing not only Leah Thomas, but transgender women in females in women's sports. She hit it right on the head, in my opinion. Right? And this is a former Olympic champion, someone that obviously is transgender. And she said the NCAA needs to protect women's sports, and they're not doing it. They Pretty simple. She said, I've said from the beginning, biological boys should not be playing in women's sports. We need to protect women's sports there you go obviously this is about leah thomas who has brought a lot of attention to this issue first of all i respect her decision to live her life authentically 100 percent. i do too i would hope that there are people out there that do not respect her decision i respect her decision to be a woman if she wants to be a woman from a man, that's fine. Be happy. Life is short. 
generated, but this also comes with responsibility and some integrity. I don't know why she's doing this for two reasons. Number one, it's not good for the trans community. We have a lot of issues in the trans community that are very difficult and very challenging. We have a suicide rate that's nine times higher than the general public. I was not aware of that. That's the first time I'm reading that. I, I was not aware that the suicide rate is nine times higher than the general public. I, I, I'm going to look into that. Uh, I, I don't know why that is, but uh, Jenner also said Leah Thomas is also not good for women's sports. It's unfortunate that this is happening. I don't know why she's doing it. She knows when she's swimming, she's beating the competition by two laps. She was born a biological boy. She was raised as a biological boy. Her cardiovascular system is bigger. Her respiratory system is bigger. Her hands are bigger. She can swim faster. That's a known. All of this is woke world that we're living in right now. It is not working. I feel sorry for the other athletes that are out there, especially at Penn or anyone she's competing against, because the woke world, you have to say, oh, my gosh, this is great. No, it's not. Those were comments she made back in January on Fox News. I don't know where we go with this, but I thought that those comments were very interested by Jenner. One other thing she said, we need to protect women's sports and the NCAA needs to make the right decision tomorrow and that's to stop this right now. Rethink it. Texas ruled no more transgender athletes in this state. You can only compete in what your original birth certificate says. The IOC is looking into these issues. It's a complicated subject. That's why I did my podcast on it, because it is a complicated subject. Absolutely. But I go back to common sense. I go back to the comments I just read by Caitlyn Jenner. Are there people that truly disagree with that? I know the answer to that question. The answer to that question is yes, there are. There are. And by the way, I like the fact that Jenner said, first of all, I respect her decision to live her life authentically 100%. Yeah, I do too. And I also love this line. But that also comes with responsibility and some integrity. And yes, it does. I mean, does Leah Thomas actually feel good about what she accomplished this year? Does she actually feel that she won it fair and square? I mean, she couldn't. Could she? But I also respect her decision to live her life authentically, 100%. Do what you want. Be happy. You know, if, you, if you're in a, you know, if you're a male and you want to be female, go, go for it. Whatever. You know, I don't have to understand it. And by the way, what, what, what I mean, I understand it. I don't have to say I would do it <laughs> because I wouldn't. But I don't have a problem if you want to do it. Go live your life. Do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. I have no hatred towards you or any ill will. Be happy. Be happy. Because before you know it, you're going to be like, wow, I'm on my last turn heading for home. What happened in my life? It goes by quickly. 
So be happy. Do what you want. But I'll tell you, we need to have more people speaking up and not being afraid of the backlash like I talked about in Phil Mushnick's story. That if you come out and you speak against Leah Thomas and you think it's unfair, then all of a sudden you're labeled as this or that. You know, an Academy Awards show with two black men having an altercation on stage and I'm being told because I'm a white male that I can't comment on it, that I need to stay on the sidelines. Really? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, Will Smith and Chris Rock get into an altercation and it was Will Smith creating the altercation. I now don't understand it. Right? Stephen A. Smith of ESPN made it 100% about race. 100% about race. Yeah, because, you know, white men never fight. White men never go out and fight. White men never stick up for family members. White men. I mean, it, the whole thing is so, it's so awful. Again, it's a microcosm of what's wrong with our society. It is an absolute microcosm of what's wrong with our society. It's really sad. Really is sad what's going on in this country. All right, let's get to uh, some other phone calls here on Listen Up. Brandon, how are you today? Hey, Brandon. Brandon, you were there. Now you're not. Hit your microphone. There you go. Brandon, what's going on? Hi there. Um, go ahead. I just want to talk, switch the subject slightly, but still on the topic of women's sports, just, you know, all this talk that's been happening. But uh, just wanted to see if you could walk us through what happened to why the Monarchs were dissolved in 2009. It just got me thinking about that. I mean, it's been 12 I believe it was a. I believe it was a, it was a financial decision from what I understand. Okay, got it. And was it the was it the Maloofs that owned them at that time? Yes, or? that is oh, yes, right. yes it was yes. Okay, got it. Um, cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of all I was thinking to see if you had any more details just with you being close to the Kings and um, you know because I, I think it'd be great to still have them around. But uh, I mean, just with the way the WNBA is, I, I, you know, I don't think they can handle like you know expansion teams. So do you think they can? <sighs> Well, I, I know I, I know the Sacramento Monarchs were very popular, and, so, and I'm going to let you go because you got a bad distortion in the background. Uh, the Monarchs were very popular. They won it all. Jerry Reynolds, to me, talks about you know that being as good as any period of time in his career, how much he loved being around the women's game. Uh, I didn't go to every game, but I went to a number of games. I, I enjoyed it. I used to take my boys uh, to the games quite often to watch the Monarchs play. I mean, Ruthie Bolton and uh, Carol Lawson. And I mean, they, they, that, that was fun to watch that. That was, and the quality of play was good. And the, they got good crowds. Again, they won a championship. I don't know logistically from a financial point of view, how that all comes about. I mean, it's easy for me to spend other people's money. I don't think the Monarchs are coming back anytime soon, but never say never. You know, the WNBA is still uh, active. I don't know about expansion again. It's not for me to say. All I can tell you is what happened in the past. And in the past, uh, it was very popular in Sacramento and very well received. But in terms of dollars and cents, I don't have the books in front of me. Difficult for me to say. Uh, Update you on that score. The Lakers are now down to Dallas, 101-74. No LeBron James. All right. Interesting show today. Got off on, uh, you know, the topic talking about this, but 
I did, I did so because it is in the news a lot. And I wanted to spend uh, my podcast talking about this. Make it a great evening. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to Grant Napier right here on Listen Ups. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.